growing resiliency is a skill that we really need in our toolbox, something that will really improve our mindset as you know, busy moms, as caregivers. And so I'm excited to get to know a little bit more about what resiliency is and how we can use self-care stacking in order to make this happen. Being the mom you want to be doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about learning self-care systems, overcoming mindset roadblocks, and finding support. Welcome to Habit Maker Mama. It's the go-to podcast for busy moms who want to care for themselves. I'm your host, Heather Kerwin, and I'm a mother of three, pilot wife, physician assistant, and mompreneur. Together, we are going to redefine self-care so you can be the mom you want to be. Let's transform how you care for yourself starting right now. Hi, Pendra. Hi. Thank you so, so much for joining us this morning. I couldn't be more thrilled and grateful to have you here. Thanks for having me. I wanted to introduce you because you have such an impressive bio and also one that's so relatable. And so I just wanted to give the audience a little bit of an idea, all of our, um, all of our parents and caregivers who are here watching today. So I'm going to read this because it's something that needs to be read because um, Kendra is also <laughs> and has a beautiful way with her words. So <laughs> Kendra Wilde is a parent, well-being advocate, and activist. As a mom of three who met burnout up close, she realized the best way to help children thrive is to care for the caregivers, which I love that statement so much. Kendra founded Wild Peace for Parents to share inspiration and accessible research-based strategies that can give us all a lift, which don't we all need a lift right now? Yeah. She's currently working on a podcast docu-series that brings together leading voices from a range of disciplines to help parents grow resilience in the face of challenges they never expected. Kedra has an MBA from Harvard Business School. Wow, big deal. And considers the second career her real calling. So thank you again for being here with us today. And I want to start off because I've been throwing the word resiliency around. You've mentioned it here. Can you give us just a little idea? What is resiliency and why is it something that we need? I think a lot of us think of resilience as bouncing back, like a ball that bounces back after it gets crushed against the wall. And I think it's a healthier thing to think about it as learning to live through life's challenges and evolving with it because you'll never be the same. You have a baby. You have a child, you go through challenges with them, you change yourself. And so to me, resilience is finding ways to grow through the hardships and the challenges and the curveballs. Yeah, absolutely. And just like you mentioned, with so much going on when you bring home a child and then you're raising that child, there's a lot of circumstances that are new and out of your control. And learning to adapt is a big part of it. Now, (laughs) <laughs> I'm laughing. It's pretty much everything out of your control. <laughs> yeah, right. at least that your children are these individuals, and we sort of go in with these expectations that we're going to be perfect and wonderful and do everything for them. And you know, it's easy to be let down when when you have these really strong ideas about how you're going to be as a parent and who your kids will be. And we don't really have control over them. Um, we can only you know guide them along. Absolutely. Now, did that play a role in your journey to creating Wild Peace for Parents? And can you tell me a little bit about how that, how, how we're here, how this came to be? Yeah, a little bit. Well, I have three kids. They're all young adults now. And growing up, they 
all had struggles in different ways. I was the mom that was waiting for the phone call from school about a behavioral issue or a learning challenge. And it was incredibly stressful. And I probably tried too hard, but I got to the point where I was clinically depleted and it was really scary. And as I looked around and trying to find resources to figure out what I could do instead of it all, I couldn't really find anything. And then I was just kind of startled that there wasn't that much support for parents themselves. Like we know that our well-being is foundational for our kids, and yet there isn't that much out there for us. That's changing. Um, but it's not, if you ever just look at Instagram, for example, 90% of the parenting stuff is advice about what else you should be doing as a parent. And there's a lot less looking behind the kids at what do you need to hold up so that you can keep doing all this and being this source of support for your kids. So anyway, that's kind of the background. Um, so I spent a lot of time researching and experimenting, trying to figure out how do you do self-care when you're totally exhausted and depleted and you, and you can't quit the job, right? You have, you have to keep going. Um, yeah, and the answer was, with tiny, tiny, tiny steps. Everything. Amazing. What a raw and real and relatable story about, you know, how you, you got to this point, you know, essentially you experienced firsthand what we are kind of now in the trenches with, you know, you, I, I really look up to you as a mother who was in that place and said, okay, I, I can make a change. I just need the resources and the tools to make that change. I need a little bit more. Um, so I appreciate you sharing, you know, what that has meant to you. So tell me then a little bit about those little small changes and kind of the self-care stacking that you've done because I'm yeah. to put this tool into our toolbox. Yeah. So, um, this idea of self-care stacking, it really started with a researcher named BJ Fogg, who's from Stanford. And he did all this research on habit change. And what he found is that the tiniest changes have the most impact. But the trick is to attach them to something you already do. Because your brain has already these patterns formed in it. You have habits. And if you can kind of hitch a ride on those habits, you're much more likely to establish new habits, the new habits that you want. So for example, if you say to yourself in the morning, I always brew my coffee or boil water for my tea or whatever that habit is that you do in the morning. How about while I'm doing that, I drink a big glass of lemon water to hydrate myself for the day. Or how about while that's brewing, I do a plank for 60 seconds to just activate my core and feel strong like I can face today. Or it all depends on what it is that you need, but attach it to your habit. And then the third element that he highlights is reward yourself. And it doesn't have to be anything big, but it could just be like, yes, look, I did something for myself. It could be a thumbs up. It could be a pat on the back. It could be, yay me. But those little rewards help reinforce the habit that you're trying to start. Amazing. So essentially we need a prompt, something that tells our brain, okay, this is what we're doing. Yep. We need that new activity and then we need that reward in order to get all of that good neurotransmitter going that says we like it. Right. And the thing is that new habit, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, I need to eat better. Oh, I have to exercise more. And if, if that's how you feel about the thing, you'll probably not do it. 
So start with something that you think would feel good. Something that you think would be helpful for you. Yes. No, no. Otherwise, it won't happen. (laughs) Exactly. You'll just be banging your head thinking, what's working? Were there any, um, you know, really small ones, particularly that helped with your mindset when you felt like you were kind of at that point of, I am at a breaking point where is a really small one. I'd love to hear what, um, what works for you. That's such a good question, Heather. I, um, I'll try to think about a few. One example was I had just been learning about mindfulness-based stress reduction and this technique called stop, which means stop, take a breath, you know, observe what's going on inside of yourself and how you feel and also the situation around you and consider your option. And then proceed. It might mean instead of yelling at your kid, you decide to go give yourself a timeout. It, it might mean that you need to give yourself some compassion and you realize, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten all day and I've needed to pay for the past hour, you know, <laughs> like go cut to yourself. So when I learned about stuff, I thought, oh, every time I see a stop sign when I'm driving and I need a stop sign, I'm going to try to stop. And it was like a low stake place to practice it. And, you know, I don't know how much you drive. If you hit a lot of stop signs, you may not, that might not work for you. But it was for me, that was like a little prompt to remember to do it. And that was a, a helpful thing. Um, another example I heard from a friend once is she was going crazy because all her kids were struggling in different ways. And she was constantly nagging at them. Make your bag, you know, get pack your backpack, get your homework down. Let's get out the door. And she said, I realized like, the next time I felt like nagging, I would decide to try humor instead. Mm. So the prompt wasn't like a part of her day part in her schedule, like when I make my coffee or when I, you know, it was focused on a mindset shift that when I feel like nagging, I'm going to try to have humor. And she said it was just incredible that she didn't think she could change her parenting style, but that helped her. And, um, isn't that cool? That is uh, incredible. and takes a lot of awareness of what's going on and um, a lot of understanding of, okay, this is the place that I'm currently in, but I'd like to go somewhere different. And if I make this, you know, small adjustment and I'm aware of it, I have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, it's it's tiny. I like to think of like when an airplane changes direction one degree, it ends up in a very different place. It's just this frequent tiny actions every day and those mindset shifts are huge and the other thing is really about self-compassion like we're all hard on ourselves and if you start tuning in to how hard your voice is on yourself and learn to turn that around that can help Um, but another thing that you could apply that sort of a self-compassion thing is at the end of the day when you're or in the middle of the day in some crazy overwhelm, whether it's a kid's having a meltdown or you just start feeling like you can't do it all, just put your hand on your heart. And it's incredible how soothing that is. And just say, okay, I'm only human. I can only do so much. I'm trying my best. Anything like that is actually scientifically powerful. And, and that helped me so much just to, just to try to be my own advocate. Yeah. And did you, so, you know, I think we have some similarities in that we both seem like maybe high achievers. You know, you went to Harvard, 
business school and I went to Stanford. So kind of, you know, I, I definitely, um, once I became a parent, I had this big realization that I have not had a lot of self-compassion for myself for a long time because of this kind of high achieving, um, draw, definitely struggled with perfectionism. So I'm curious, was that something that you had to work on or did you kind of have self-compassion for a long time? Oh, no, that's something I had to work on. And I think that, you know, we're conditioned in our society in general to be productive and that all your achievements are what validate you. And it takes a lot of kind of rethinking and reprogramming really to understand that that's not everything. And right now, I think as parents, you're seeing like, look at the burnout rates. There are some numbers shows 66% in the U.S. And that's just one study. But if so many of us are burned out, there's something wrong. And it's not just the pandemic. The pandemic just magnified how much um, pressure we all feel. And part of it is systemic. Part of it is cultural. Like in the burnout research that they've done, parents um, who had the highest rates of burnout came from individualistic countries, countries that value as a culture individualism. And I think what happened is we feel like, oh, I should be able to do it all myself. I'm so competent. You know, when I, when I was trying to figure out how to help everybody and what was going on with them, what I needed to do, you know, it, it was logical to put all this pressure on myself instead of thinking, hmm, maybe I need help. <laughs> you know, right. Or maybe I need to rest. And a lot of us, we think it's not productive to rest. But even if you say to yourself, okay, before the kids get home from school, I'm going to lie down on the floor and put my legs up the wall for five minutes. And just like when you recenter, you can be so much more productive and you can be so much more patient and compassionate with your kids. Yes, yes. And ultimately, that's, you know, what you're saying. If we want to be, you know, build children who are thriving and who are joyful and, you know, all of, uh, you know, what we look at as important, it, important that we really take care of ourselves as a caregiver and take those small moments, those small habits and really build them. So um, I love your entire approach, everything that you, Aww, you, know, thank you learned and are sharing with us today. Now you have, um, I believe, a plethora of resources, but I'd like you to share more. You know, we can oh. find just on your Instagram, I know there you, you, a single post alone is like worth gold, and that's oh, just more tonight. So please make sure that you go to a Wild Peace for Parents Instagram and follow if you aren't already. But tell us what more you have for us. Well, I have a website called wildpeace.org, and it the truth is I'm not great at maintaining it, but I have a whole section of self care menu edits in there that are all science-based, they're all free, they're all tiny things that you can do. And if you can't figure out, what do I even want to do for myself? You might get some ideas there. Same with looking at my Instagram feed. And, you know, there's so many good resources out there that are popping up. I'm obviously not the only one. I try to synthesize research from different places, whether it's uh, someone who tr trains in self-compassion, like Kristen Neff, BJ mm -hmm. Fogg, you know, Tiny Habits. Um, and there are some other really good ones out there. I, almost every post that you do, you um, cite a resource. So if oh. you also are looking for something there, you know, right on the um, post, you usually have something. So that's yeah. incredibly helpful. And I love that you do that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I just think that we all deserve 
more support and you don't have to be a clinician. You can have lived experience and that counts too. It took me a while to believe that, but but I, I just want parents to have it a little easier. And I am just so grateful for the time that you spent with us today, Kendra. Um, I, I feel like I, I can't wait to watch again and take everything out because I I took a few notes down, but I'm like, there's so much gone. So thank you for, um, you know, taking this time and sharing with us all of your experience and knowledge that you've learned and the resources that you have for us. Thank you. And thank you for helping everybody establish habits that will feel better to them. And you really will. When you feel better, you can just be a better parent. And all the research shows that it's not just about doing all the parenting advice. It's about what going inside, paying attention to how you feel and, and thinking about what you need. And it doesn't have yeah. to be a big deal to make a difference. Yes. Self-care is health care. Yes, it is. (laughs) If you're loving the Habit Maker Mama podcast, I want to invite you to check out our free five-day self-care plan so you can jumpstart your journey to incorporating self-care into your day as a busy mom. You can head to habitmakermama.com forward slash prioritize yourself challenge or head to the link in the show notes. You'll receive daily support to help you succeed in starting your journey. Again, head to habitmakermama.com forward slash prioritize yourself challenge. See you next time.